Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Room once again. Um, welcome to episode two. This is Robert and this is Jake, and we are back to bring you better quality um, topics, I should say. Yeah, I think last time we jumped too much into topics before kind of giving an introduction of who we are and whatnot, and really what we just want to do with this podcast is just put a microphone in front of us and just talk like we would without a microphone. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's really the biggest thing that we need to do. I felt like we forced a little bit too many topics, um, and we forced ourselves to talk about things that probably, you know, for our podcast style that we're thinking of in our head yeah, um, isn't what we were... Uh, what we had in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best way to put it. And we also have a... Nifty new microphone that we got from a website not many people know about. It's called Amazon. So we're going to try that out on the next episode and kind of give you better quality. We're working on it day by day. Yeah, we um, we were going to use it for this episode, but um, we decided to probably be a lot easier too instead of one just to make things um, a little more simpler. We don't have to like, you know, kiss I each mean, other. Yeah, which was awkward because it did almost happen. It did happen. It did, but... I didn't want to publicly come out with it, but since he is and he's proud of it. So we are homosexuals. <laughs> Not quite. We're married men. With to each women. other. <laughs> yes. But, but anyways, um, I made a TikTok yesterday. Yes, you did. And it's fantastic. And you all should go check it out. And I also want to make it known that we have a new marketer we hired for the podcast and her name is Millie. Robert and his wife, Megan, were so kind to adopt her from me and my wife, Adela. Her name is Millie, as I said. Um, we posted a picture of her on our Instagram, and she'll be on TikTok very soon. Um, so go check her out. Yeah. Um, she's she's very beautiful. Yes. We're using child labor. Yes. Um, but so speaking of labor, um, <laughs> was it Target? I think it was. It's using... Uh, janitors, robotic janitors, or what was it? Sam's, Sam's Club. Club is putting robot janitors in all of its stores during the pandemic. Imagine a fucking Terminator janitor. <laughs> like, I'm wondering, like, what if a robot gets upset when the boss programs them to go clean something they don't want to go clean? Like, what if they have to go clean the toilet for the day? <laughs> he has a broomstick of his ass. Right. <laughs> There's a fucking fit. And these things look like cats. You gotta look these things up. Oh, they, they like, do look like cats. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to put a picture of that up there. Take a screenshot of that. Yeah. We'll post a picture on our, on our outlets. So go check that out. Well, I'll just put it on the YouTube video, which speaking of YouTube, um, this is going to be up on YouTube after Spotify and Anchor. So if you want to catch these episodes just a couple days earlier, you can watch them on Spotify or Anchor. Uh, not watch them, I guess, listen, because they're not uh, video platforms. But yeah. Yeah, we do have a Spotify now. We have everything set up. Um, we are. I'm working on getting iTunes uh, and Apple Podcast because I don't have an Apple. I have an Android, so hmm. that, I think this that's going to be Jig's uh, yeah forte there. So we're working on that, getting those uploaded, and you guys will be the first to know once that up uploaded. But enough of the technical stuff. Let's get. I feel like we didn't say enough about the robots. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I feel like so they said. They think in today's market with employees and they think it's more of a cost-effective method is to have Robux, robots, not Robux, robots Roblox. on their force. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being more cost-effective, but yeah, but you don't get the, like, if I, if I walk up to somebody like a janitor at the store, they typically know where shit is too. I can't walk up to a fucking cat robot and be like, hey, what up, homie? Because he might kill you. 
Yeah, you never know. Robots are wild. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense in a, on a business strategy, but and people's complaints would probably be it takes people out of work, but I don't think a lot of people, you know. I guess it's a low, um, uh, what do you call it? It's a low-paying job, but also I feel like a low lot desire. Of, yeah, too. right now it's hard to find people to work because of how high the employment pay is. So mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense, but well, hell. Um, so I feel like I was getting a little pol- political there. <laughs> so we'll stray away from that. <sighs> it's hard not to. It's it's hard for us because we're kind of politically driven people, I guess, um, in a certain aspect of ourselves because we kind of do have similar views but at the same time we have different views on things which i think makes it fun and makes our friendship exciting because it'd be kind of boring if we thought the same exact way on everything and- <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm just, I'm just looking this up um, <laughs> the Tanz- tanzania president uh john magafuli the man who banned coronavirus he just straight up said coronavirus is not allowed that could be effective. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Yeah, just like just like they closed the bars at ten o'clock. Right, like, hey. it could scare them away, scare their coronavirus away. Yeah, because that, that works. I'm it just, works like that. And he's he's like a he's like a middle African. So just just imagine like a middle African dude, just like no more corona, <laughs> no more. Look at me, I am the corona now. <laughs> <laughs> sit here and talk about coronavirus because I think that's been um, kind of burned in everybody's brains for the past, what, four or five months? Six almost. Six? Fuck, it's it been It feels like it's been five years. Actually, it's over. been over six months because my daughter yeah. is six months old and we were stuck in the hospital. I was stuck in the hospital. Obviously, my wife yeah. was stuck in the hospital. But right. So for those people out there who, during this pandemic, don't really know what it's like, I know because... I work with hospitals in my industry every day, so I, I kind of know what it's like inside those buildings. But for your wife being pregnant, having the baby in a hospital during COVID, what was that experience like? And what is she? What kind of protocol did you guys have to do that was like, this is kind of odd? It was kind of annoying. Uh, basically, I wasn't allowed to leave the hospital for any specific reason. Um, and I was kind of stuck up in that room. Ain't that right? Robert's wife, Megan, just walked in the room. <laughs> She's wonderful. I have to make a bottle. <laughs> she has to make a bottle for her baby, her beautiful baby. Yeah, just Brooklyn. hers. Just hers. Just hers. <laughs> no, Robert is, is a great father. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say, Megan? No. <laughs> fuck, fuck the free world. <laughs> what? Fuck the free world. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But anyways, um, going back to how it was for the being in the hospital for the coronavirus, obviously we were both kind of miserable um, because we were just kind of stuck there. You really couldn't do anything. You had to put a damn mask on every time somebody came in the room, which is horrible. I'm, it's, I'm hard. It's a hard time for me focusing on what you're saying when I'm watching Megan count to herself in her head, <laughs> trying to listen to what we're saying. So, so did Megan have to wear a mask during the whole process? Yeah. Of what? Oh, no, you didn't when you got your surgery. But... Uh, when I had my cesarean, I didn't have to wear a mask. Um, and I didn't have to get COVID tested, which was nice. But now they're actually making women. From what I've heard, they're making them get COVID tested before C-sections. 
Um, some nurses were okay without us wearing masks, but it was mostly the night shift nurses that were kind of assholes that were like, you need to put on your mask right now. I'm and, like, listen, <laughs> shut up. And the funny part is that they'd wake her up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to like feed the baby. Yeah. And they'd be like, you need to put your mask on. She's like half asleep. She's like, ah. <laughs> Does she have to wear a mask when she was sleeping? No. <laughs> Not that I know of. I, okay. I didn't. Okay. I actually... 90% of the time, I didn't even wear a damn mask while I was in there, because I was like, fuck it, if it's going to take me, it's going to take me. So. Yeah. But as far as, like, working during this, um, it's been horrible. I I used to work at a prison. Yeah. And for one, don't ever become a correctional officer. Um, secondly, work and working with a mask for 8 to 16 hours a day is horrible. Yeah. Um, especially when you have some kind of face hair, because I'm trying to grow a beard. Yeah. I, 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 you know, from our voices, it almost sounds like I'd be the guy with the beard. You're going to go there? Yeah. You're going to go there. Yeah. Huh? I have a little bit lower voice than you, I think. Okay. I, I would agree to that. I, I think. Yeah. I think. But it, it, I, when I was listening back to our old podcast, I was like, man, it sounds like I'd be the one with the beard. <laughs> and I can't even, I can't grow a beard with this shit. And you, you're over here looking masculine as hell. <laughs> He's got like a sleeve full of tattoos, and as well, you, well, let's give the people a description in our on our, our logo. You're the let's give them who's who. I'm the guy with the beard and the brown hair, and he is the um, blonde haired clean boy. face. Yes, clean face. Child. So there's a little description. We're going to be posting videos. Oh, well, there's already one up on TikTok. Of us? Yeah. Oh, of you. Goodness. You're on there. I'm not. Okay. Well, I took one of you, so it'll be up with Robert, too. So awesome. You can, you can analyze us. Yeah, you can tell us how ugly we are and how much of a man-child I look like. <laughs> so, I, I what, what were we at? Oh, especially if you have, like, some kind of facial hair. Because, I mean, I got a little bit of it, and it's just enough to be annoying and itchy. Yeah. So, when I put that damn mask on, it just makes me It's terrible. Itch. And it's only going to get worse. Uh, but, know. you never know. With the beard? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. So here's the thing, Jake. I think after we leave here, you know what I downloaded? What'd you download? I downloaded Dirt. The Motley Crue movie? No, 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 not the Motley Crue movie. I didn't download that. I just looked that up on Netflix. Okay. Um, the Fancy game guy. Dirt. What the heck is that? It's a. You never played the rally racing game Dirt? We were talking about it the other day. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Now? No, I was thinking I was talking about Forza. Okay. But now I have dirt. So dirt is a rally car racing car racing game. Yeah, okay. and I'm looking into getting. Uh, I, I told Megan I want this for Christmas because you know okay. me talking to her like a like the man child I am. It's like the little kid talking about things. What yeah. I want for Christmas? Yeah. Um, I wanted to get me one of those. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to get me one of those uh, steering wheels with the pedals and the, the yes sh- the shifty doodahs. Yes. I wanted to get me one of them. Okay. Because I've never played a racing game. With that, have you? No, I have not. I usually do it in my real car. Aren't you cool? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my Chevy Equinox out and start doing some. I'm kidding, sick guys. Drifts. I am a legal citizen who drives very well. But since we're talking about cars, I'm a huge car guy, and so I gotta ask, what would you say is your favorite car? And I hope you ask me because I have a great answer. <laughs> now you see, for me, it's it's I'm, I'm more of a truck guy. Okay. Because as a large man that I am. Being six foot four and like two hundred fifty pounds, yeah, um, I fit a lot better in trucks and SUVs. Okay, uh, but if I was to take a car, I do like the Ford, um, the Ford Focus RSs. What? Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you: If this. they're tuned out, I mean, it's not stock, obviously. Number not. one, terrible choice. 
And but I mean no. that with kindness. No. So let me ask you this. I give you a million dollars. Oh, if I you say, give me a million dollars. you want. That's a different story if you you're give me a million dollars. You're talking budget-wise that an RS is yeah. more realistic. I'm not talking budget-wise. I'm okay. talking if you clap the son of a bitch out. So you, have you ever seen rally car racing at all? Yes, and I've seen – I saw an RS as you're talking Those about. Those are some tuna. sick fucking cars. They look like a mom car that wanted to be cool. <laughs> it's a minivan that's a little size smaller. It can fit Timmy in the back. Okay. If I'm talking about budget, I'm probably going to either Subi or RS. But because because I like the all wheel drive, I think those are terrible choices. No, because you're a supercar guy. You're a Porsche guy. I, was, I had a great suggestion for you. What's that? I'm talking maybe. Uh, what kind of price range are you talking? Uh, that's that's your, you. You're the one asked me the question. So okay, if you're talking fifty, you can fifty grand. And correct me if I'm wrong out there, people. I, I'm not too sure about these cars used. Obviously, if you're but, talking about fifty grand, I'm going to get a Cadillac. CTSV, yeah, reasonable choice. No, now I like we're those. Talking. Yeah, yeah. Now See, we're talking. I fell in love with one of those when I worked at the Shepard dealership. They're beautiful. Oh, they're, they're, they're amazing, and they have I'm a lot thinking, of power. Yes, they do. And I'm, I'm thinking they have the Corvette engine, six point two. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more towards if you have fifty grand, I would get a two thousand and sixteen GT three fifty GT Shelby Cobra. Okay, okay, fifty for fifty grand. You can get one used for fifty grand. No shit. Yeah, it's maybe city. high mileage, but I mean, I'm looking at. It. Either, okay. So this is a question I got for you because I've had mixed, uh, mixed uh, feelings about this car. The okay. um, the Chevy uh, SS mm. four door. Yeah. What do you think of those? Those are I think those are pretty bad. What year are you talking? Because they don't make them no more. Sixteen. They don't. They, they made make them sixteen. Them yep, they made them at sixteen. Is it a Malibu? No, it's not a Malibu. It's a Chevy R. A Chevy SS. Chevy Chevrolet SS. SS. Yeah. For all those out there, I'm looking it up. Okay. I'm seeing what you're talking about. It's kind of like a Camaro, but it's four-door. This, this is my opinion on that. You want my opinion? What's that? It looks cool. It's still a mom car trying to be a sports car. But it doesn't do it for me. Okay. So if we're talking about muscle cars here, because, right. you know, I'm, I'm far from like a foreign supercar kind of guy, because I, I know you're more into like Porsches type deals. Yeah, and, yeah. I, see, I, I like horses, but I, I don't think I could ever, you know, get into them to – I've never studied them, and I don't – I've never driven one. Right. Uh, I've driven Corvettes. I've driven uh, SSs, Cadillacs, CTSVs, things like that. But and If you're talking budget, right, right, before you get to your question, you're looking also at the, the um, C8 new mid-engine Corvette. Yeah, I guess. Or if, you're looking at a – new one? Yeah, it starts at sixty grand, which you're obviously but you're not going to get up prices. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get it for that. For fifty grand, the perfect sports car to me is the C7 Corvette. Okay, I can take but that. But go back to your question. Um, but if you're talking muscle cars here, because I know a lot of people are like, "Yeah, no." If I'm going to get any kind of muscle car, I'm going to go with a little bit. A few years back, I'm going to go fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Um, Camaros. Why? I drove one of those, obviously, when I worked at this dealership, and I fell in love with it because, for one, I like the fact that I can press a button on my car, okay, and my exhaust will not wake the whole fucking neighborhood up, right. And then I could, when I get out of the neighborhood, I could flip it off, and it's loud as shit, right. Okay. Um, it drives smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get on the gas, you feel it. <laughs> that sounds like a song. Uh, yeah. what, what song is that? I don't know. <laughs> It's like a baby song or something like that. I think I just quoted, but basically, 
Um, you feel it, you know, um, it has some kick to it. I can I cannot stand driving Mustangs. They don't feel comfortable to me. They're not smooth. I think it's more, I think it might be because Camaros are a little roomier on the inside. It feels. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't grown up around Mustang. I grew up mostly around Camaros and Corvettes. So I'm kind of more in that field of knowing what those cars feel like and, and they're great cars. Um, but I personally would have to say the best muscle car, especially for if you're talking bang for your buck, for a regular person who doesn't have a great, huge income job that can go get Ferraris, I'm talking the best car, muscle car-wise, is a wide-body Hellcat. And I think a lot of people would agree to that. Just the horsepower you're getting for the price range you're at. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's still not like an everyday person car. Well, it could be. Okay. But what person has the money to drop, you know, 60, 50 grand on that? Right. Maybe a retired, you know, but what car kids, below but that are you talking? That's I'm not I'm not talking that. I'm not talking that. I'm just I'm just saying like if you're gonna buy one new, that's that's pricey. Okay. But I agree if, we're, if we're gonna bang for your buck here. Now actually speak of this, I, I wanna go back to this. Why the hell don't you like Subies? What's wrong with Subies? Just I I I have a respect for what they can do. I, I have respect for the engineering teams that have created the, the amazing performance that they put out. I just think that their look is hideous. I think their styling is terrible. Like the WRX and everything? One of the worst looking cars, in my opinion. I have one that that, cur- that currently lives at the apartment, and every time I hear it or look at it, I want to throw up. It has a, <laughs> it's, it's basically my Ford Fusion with a wing on the back. I can kind of see that with a Subi badge it's terrible. on it. Now, I fell in love with a Subi because I I had driven past one one time, and like when I was like 16, and for some reason it's always stuck in my head. And I'm like, I'm sitting there driving, and all of a sudden I see a Subi. I'm like, what the fuck kind of car is that? You know, it's clapped out. Yeah. It's, it's got the whole ricer yeah. look and everything. Next thing you know, when he fucking hits it beside me, he goes, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, you know? Yes. Because when you do turbo those things, they have like a ridiculous. Um, Wastegate on them, most yes. people, yes. and it's, it sounds so cool. I do love the sound. I love that. Phew. Yeah, but so what's no. okay to kind of close up the car conversation? Yeah, because I don't think anybody wants. To, we've talked about cars for like ten minutes. Yeah, now, so, so so I'll give mine first. Is that okay? Okay, yeah. I would say I'm an old school car guy. I love the old vintage Ferraris and Porsches. So I'll stray away from that. I'll get more into modern cars. I would say the best modern car in today's time. Is a McLaren 720s. I think the look is unbelievable, and the engine and performance is just out of this world. But then I would say the best everyday car, looks wise, and this is a ridiculous answer. No one's gonna agree, but I would have to say Rolls Royce Phantom. A Rolls Royce Phantom is the best everyday. <laughs> if not- I had the money to buy a Rolls Royce, <laughs> right. I'm not buying a Rolls Royce. But then Royce. again, that's not a daily car. That's a car you take out on Saturday to, that, go to spend two thousand dollars on food. I was gonna say, yeah, that's a car you leave in the garage and wear a suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, see, as far as like the McLaren, the because I just looked it up, the 720s. I think it's cool. I, I I'm not a big fan of how like long the. Well, I guess it is rear engine, but. It's just I, ooh, never mind. Hang on, I I might be eating my words. The interior is yes, beautiful. Um, I'm gonna stick with my uh, Corvettes. Okay, I mean that's a because I see like it's it's hard for me to talk like that. Yeah, 
it's hard for me to talk like about sports car or supercars and things like that because I'm not very versed in supercars. Like I said, I'm a truck guy, and sure. I'm a I'm a straight muscle guy. But are you talking about your body? Your feet? No, or are you I'm talking kinda, about the car. Ever since I had a kid, I got fat. So. <laughs> um, I heard that can happen. Yeah, you'll find out one day. Okay, but um, but uh, yeah, as far as that goes, I'm like a truck guy. I like to I like diesels. See, and uh, one last thing to get on the cars you get me going is the truck is a great answer because it it kind of puts two categories in one. You get you can get the everyday feature obviously with the truck, and then you can you can get the the sport part of your life you want in a truck too. I mean, the engines they put out now in the modern trucks is unbelievable what they could do. So you kind of get. Two and one. And the weird thing is that the EcoBoost is oddly ha- like the Ford, the yeah, EcoBoost Ford. Incre- they're, they're they're oddly more powerful than the straight gas. I believe it. It's weird. Yeah. So to kind of get away from the cars, because all the guys are probably loving it, and all the women out there listening, which we appreciate you guys listening. And I don't know if we have very many women. There probably not, but we love you guys out there. Um, I'm sure we have two beautiful women watching, which is our wives. We love and appreciate your support. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, the top. I was watching videos. I've been obsessed lately watching videos on YouTube um, when I should be asleep for work, and they're just survival videos. And I'm a huge Walking Dead guy, so I kind of wanted to get a discussion of what would we do and say tonight, right now, a zombie apocalypse happens. What are you doing, Robert? What I'm doing? Um, Start from scratch. What are you? Where are you so going? What are you getting? Am I? Am I getting? Am I looting? Are you looting? Yeah. Am I? Is this a looting situation? Or can I still go out and buy shit? No, or you can't buy. On? It's Zombies have it's taken already over started. The town. Okay. It's already done. If it's already started, yeah, no. I'm going to straight to the gun store because, well, everybody's going to go to the fucking gun store. But either way, I still got my gun, so I'm going to kill everybody else at the gun store. Um, so you're going to kill innocent people who you don't know who have done wrong. Fuck them. <laughs> this okay. Is, this is me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to okay. go to the gun store. Okay. Assuming, you know, it's not already, you know, looted out. I'm going to go to that motherfucker. I'm going to take all the ammo, all the weapons that I can carry, possibly with a pack. I'm going to bring a backpack, fill that bitch up with ammo. Because mm-hmm. you can you can fit a lot of ammo in a backpack. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab all the slings. I can sling, You can sling six guns over you. I'm going to grab probably, preferably, assault rifles for the most part. Okay. Uh, if, if available. Uh, a couple hunting rifles. Okay. Because you still need to eat. Right. Because um, that's the thing. I'm not worried about going to the grocery store and getting food. Cause I can I I can fend, I've been a hunter my whole life I've I can fish so I can I can fend myself out in the wilderness I'm going out to the wilderness I'm building myself a damn shack okay and I'm chilling out there so you're you're up you're, so let me get this correct to keep people tuned not tuned but keep people kind of on, on, on the right track right track thank you so you're going your first stop you and your wife and your beautiful daughter Brooklyn you guys are going ha it's leaving home you're going straight to the gun shop getting what you can. Packing up, going to say deep woods because we live in a small town. So going to the deep woods and just setting up camp there. Yeah, because okay. if you think about it. So now here's the question: You have winter coming up. What are you doing? Where's your shelter? Fire. I can. I. I told you. I. You I can't would, have a 24 hour fire when it's a snowstorms coming. Well, like I said, I can. You can make a shelter, a pretty decent shelter. Okay. Um, if I'm. Well, I guess I can go get building supplies, too, because I do have a pickup truck. So you're against finding a home to shelter in? No. Yeah. No. Unless I can find a house out there, because mm-hmm. that's a possibility, too. For sure. Um, but actually, you no, know, and I'd probably go to my to my old 
my old house I used to live at, it's right in the middle of the woods. Okay. It has a pond. Well, it's, now everybody else is going to try to find where you live and come and get you because yeah. you just. I don't, I don't live there anymore. Nobody, I don't know who lives there now. Okay. I would go there. I would probably kill the people inside, whether they're infected or not. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, that's just less. I'd have to ration the food out more. Right, but it's also more people that can provide and more nah. people taking, that can protect and do watches. You guys all can't be awake 24-7. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm Superman. Yeah. Uh, but no, as I was saying, I was just kidding about killing people that are inside. But yeah, I would probably go there. And just kind of set up a perimeter, okay. um, a security perimeter, and just kind of stack up on food and, you know, kill as many animals as I can because there's deer everywhere. Okay. So. Sure. And I have a question, though. What's that? So you said you went to the gun store, correct? Uh-huh. And you probably, I assume, took an AR-15. Uh-huh. So what are you going to do when you're, hu- you're, you're hunkered down in your camp spot that you find with your family and Joe Biden comes to the door and needs your AR-15 to confiscate? Boogaloo. Okay. What does that mean? You don't know what Boogaloo is? No, I don't. Look it up. Okay. I, I don't want to say it on here because I could possibly have the uh, uh, ATF at my house and kill me like Waco. Okay. So. Wow. Hardcore statements there. <laughs> but okay. That was a joke, guys. Um, Obviously, don't take it to heart. But. um, Kind of. <laughs> no comment. But. um, So that's your plan and you're sticking to it. Yeah, I'm okay. 100%. All right. I'm going to go grab a water. Okay. You keep talking. I'll give my you, – you want me to give them my strategy? Yeah, go ahead. It's pretty similar, and I think the only option at that time is going to be to hunker down deep in the country. But that's a big problem, especially for people not like Robert who don't know survival skills, um, You know, who don't know gunsmithing, who don't know what it takes to shoot. And not only shoot, but shoot properly. People think you just pick up a gun and you shoot, which you can do. You're going to hit nothing. You're not going to hit nothing. And when you have, let's say, a zombie right at your, you know, six feet away because coronavirus. <laughs> you want to social distance. You want to social distance and, and put him down. But I would say, you know, I would do what he said. I wouldn't go to the gun shop. I'm staying as far away from any public place as possible. I'm staying well, silent. Well, the thing is I have a gun shop right down the road. Well, you have that amenity, and that's a good smart plan. But for me and my wife, who is just me and my wife in this example, I would, we, would, I, we would want to be like ghosts, you know, unseen. Nobody see us because I feel like in a zombie apocalypse, people will be just out to kill and get supplies. Are you and, gonna bring your cats? Well, of course. Okay. Yes, of course. They are family. So me and the the, the wife and the cats will go to country. We will pack. A, I have a pretty. I would by any means not be called a prepper. I have essential needs that I feel would be essential in a situation like this, or just having to. Um, be survive for a few months you know things like a life straw water supply and what you know fire starters and waterproof all that good stuff so i have a decent amount of knowledge on surviving in the wild so but i think that would only go so far so i would have to move to finding a a um a, a nice sheltered home my thing is though is that um when it comes to water and stuff i'm not worried about that it's just taking up more space you can boil water you yeah. can you can purify water yourself mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's, that's personally, you gotta, you gotta kind of look at things like, um, necessities, what you can get out there to what you need to bring. Yep. Cause if, if you bring 10 jugs of water, that's just so much more space that you can fill up with either food or, right. you know, other essential items. 
So for me, maybe not you so much. The biggest problem I would face would be a food supply because I I don't know how to. I've never hunted in my life before, and so I, I feel like that would be the big, biggest problem that we would encounter is just providing that food. Honestly, it's. I think if it was in a survival situation, you probably figure it out pretty damn quick. Right when it's yeah, you shoot something, you just go up there and just cut all the meat off that you can find. Yeah, but I'm afraid of that. Like, there's a process to cutting the meat to not get parts that are contained. Or see, that's 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 different. When toxins. That's different when you're doing it for, you know, when you're processing it uh, normally compared to in a survival situation. In a survival situation, I'm not worried about that. It's going to be cooked. Right. Okay. Now, if you're if you're looking at it and just oh, I'm going to shoot a deer and process it, you're thinking, what part's going to taste good mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You're not worried about that then. You're worried okay. about getting your calorie intake. Yep. So, I mean, you could even eat the guts of some animals, like birds and things. So, yeah. Okay. It's a pretty it's a pretty interesting process. So. Yeah, I just think that would be something I think would come easy to a lot of people just because when you're faced with life or death and you have to feed your family you're gonna go find that deer pretty dang quick yeah that's a lot of things that people don't really think about whether it be either like a zombie apocalypse not even like because that's not really like a plausible thing it could happen but um more or less like you know a natural disaster or yeah um something happens where you don't have a home or you have to get out quick or even an economic collapse yeah like people don't think about that kind of thing and that's why i think Honestly, those essential skills of survival are something that you should probably have. To have in the arsenal. Yeah, save your family. And I think we're seeing more and more of what it means to be prepared because the COVID has really taught us a lot of things. It's taught us how unprepared we are Mm -hmm. as a a country and as a world, really, of just, you know, a, a virus like this, which I'm not downplaying it, but... It's a flu in a way, but yet stores were being hounded and people were going crazy and acting like it was the end of the world. So it showed a lot of people's lack of preparedness. Hang on, our marketing manager is making a lot of noise. Yes, our new marketing manager, Melly. Melly, Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. Shout out to Stranger Things. Great show. <laughs> Check it out. I've kind of along the lines of the apocalypse. I've actually never seen Stranger It is probably the best show ever. What's the, what's the uh, concept? What do you think it's about? I assume it's about strange things. You'd be spot on, surprisingly. Really? It's a, have you ever seen The Goonies? The Goonies, yeah. The Sloth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good impression. But it's along the lines of that. It's kids trying to figure out where a monster is coming from and how to stop the monster. And that's oh, a okay. very short explanation. And it's based in the 80s, so it's 80s music. And it's, oh, that's cool. it's amazing. I'll have to check that out because I've never I've heard a lot about it, but I've never actually yes, watched it. It's amazing. You need to check it out. And also, I have one more question, hmm. rega- kind of along the lines of survival. Would you rather? Someone asked me this. That's what kind of brought it up, spawned in my brain. Um, would you rather have a lot of guns with a limited amount of ammo, or one gun with a lot of ammo? Because I already have what's, the answer. What's the gun? That's the question. Does it matter the gun? doesn't matter the gun. Okay, if I got like an AR-15, I'd rather have that one gun with a lot of ammo. Because if you take care of that one gun, it'll last you forever. As long as it's high quality. Okay. Um, now, if I have like a, a twenty-two with a lot of ammo, which yeah. is a normal thing, because I have like 2,000 rounds for mine. Yeah. It's like, 
it takes like four shots to I guess you can kill somebody one shot point two because a bolt bounces around, but yeah. I'd rather have one good gun with a shit ton ammo. I think my answer would be I would be very confident and happy in just having a shield two point which I have, and having a a crap ton load of ammo. I just feel that that is the best the best firearm um, practic for practical use and just protecting yourself. Um, and you don't have to worry about ammo supply. And I just feel like that would best suit me. So we agree. Okay. Absolutely. So my question is, what do you think about Alex Jones? You know what? Since we're talking, since we're a podcast, my my favorite podcaster who I listen to daily almost is Joe Rogan, and he, my perception of Alex Jones, I had never listened to him, so my perspective was kind of what the media was out putting about him that he was just this crazy guy on the radio, and so then when I listened to him on Joe Rogan, which I recommend listening to his interview with Alex Jones, it really kind of opened up my perspective of him because. He had very good, intelligently put stories, and it was very eye-opening to kind of what he had to say. I find him an interesting person, and I think he gets a lot of hate when he is just trying to form an opinion, maybe. But I I have to admit, I don't know a whole lot about him. Do you want to hear something? Sure. <clears throat> One sec. Do you hate him? No. Do you not like him? Mm-mm. I've never listened to a show to really give a form of an attitude. The alien lesbian rock people. <laughs> Yeah. Look under the rocks. Still our children. We have a special guest, Alex Jones, in studio. Hello, I'm Alex Jones. <laughs> I, I think that the aliens are uh, they're coming down. And uh, Barack Obama sent That's that's how that's you what think I think Obama sent the aliens. Obama is an alien. Okay. He, he's an illegal alien. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one one thing I do have to say that I. I, I kind of looked into about Alex Jones was his the things he says about the mass school shootings I think are very insensitive to the parents you know saying it was fake I, you know when you have when you're a parent and your children had to be buried because of a maniac killed them in school and then you have someone who was a popular popular person media saying that was fake I think that would be a alarming comment to make and a insensitive comment well the fact that he's uh, banned from all major platforms now is kind of a yes, which I think is wrong. Yeah, no, I think that that kind of limits his uh, freedom of speech to say whatever the fuck he wants to say. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's kind of weird, but he's I weird, mean, but he's, he has the right as anybody else does to say what he wants. It's again opinion. It's you know he can go on YouTube, and I feel he has a right to do that. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. you like him? Yeah, I don't mind him. Okay, he's not bad. I think he's funny. That's basically the gist of it. Yeah, I mean, I think if you listen to his show as look as saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to this comedy show," I think you would really probably like him instead oh, yeah. of listening to him in a serious tone. note, thinking everything he's saying is true. I think I don't think he's actually 100 percent serious in that things he says either. I think he probably says a lot of things to get the media attention that he does. Yeah, and I think he likes that. That's a good idea. And he's a great marketer. Infowars.com. What? Infowars.com. Infowars.com. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I actually ended up actually being able to do that impression. I don't know I, how I, we got Alex Jones in this episode, yeah, our second podcast. We, we, we paid a lot of money for this. Yes. Um, Thank you, Millie, for contacting him. Yeah. yeah. $36.22 That's all we, we paid? paid him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll see you, Alex. See you later. Be careful. Make sure those rock people don't get you. <laughs> all right.
See ya. I think he's gone deep down in his bunker now. <laughs> yeah. He's he's going back under the rock that he lives under. Yes. But does that mean he's an alien rock person? He could be a messenger from the aliens trying to say other people are aliens so he doesn't get called out as an yeah. alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, it's very good. It's a very good thing. It's like, uh, have you ever heard the story that there is aliens underneath Wright Patterson Air Force Base? I've not heard that. You've never heard that? They're there in Dayton? Do you believe in Dayton, aliens? Huh? <sighs> that's a, that's a, fuck, that's a hard one. Because I, I, I think there, there has to be, because of the simple fact that the universe is so large mm-hmm. that there's no way there couldn't be any other living beings. Yes. You know. I I agree with you. I don't think they, in a sense, look like what people portray an alien to look like. I don't think they live look more like us. I think so. I think there could be different life forms out there. Um, and we, you know, it's hard. It's a hard topic because it's hard to say something's true when there's not a whole lot of evidence. But in a way, there is evidence. Um. Well, if you think about it in a logical sense, you know, there's it, the, yeah. the universe is infinitely expanding. Yes. Um, so what's there's no no possible way that we're the only species that what do you say? Only species that advanced enough to have, you know, travel outside of the earth or, you know, have technology in general. There's no possible way. Yeah. I agree. And it's a topic for me that I kind of don't know where to find the answer because I, I'm I'm a proud Christian, and I kind of look to the Bible for guidance in a way on that topic to whether to see if I should believe in that or not. I mean, I am too, but I don't think there's I don't think it goes away from the faith at all. Okay, thinking that person that this is my opinion, obviously. Um, I don't think it goes away from the faith at all when you talk about um there being aliens over here because obviously this god that you and i believe in yes other people might not so sorry about that this is uh triggering people but um i i think that obviously they would have been made by that superficial being and god said he has created all life forms all life he didn't say just here and he didn't say it's just a pacific type of life yeah and I, I think I think I think from a certain term I think that the things that science say um, happen to create this earth and to create the people happen, but I think that something made it happen. Um, that being God um, made it happen. So I think these things that science is saying, oh look, there's evolution things. I think that's that's kind of true in a sense, but something had to make that stuff happen. You know, there's not, the things just couldn't line up that perfectly. And I don't think there's a caveman, and then that caveman turned into a human, in a sense. I don't so much believe in evolution, but again, as I said, I'm a a very proud Christian. And so I try to follow as much as I can what the Bible tells me. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I am a a Christian also, as I said, but um, I do believe in the Bible. I do believe in most things in the Bible. But another thing that I think a lot of people have issues with, and this is just my opinion, obviously I'm not um, screwing what you're saying in any way and, you know, degrading what you're saying. Um, My opinion, I think that it is a human written scripture. Um, And so there is some things in there, I think, personally, that I'm not saying they're not true. Okay. But 
that are written from a human sense, I guess. It's just from a human sense of knowledge. Uh, like, like, I mean, you know, if, if you, if you followed the Bible hundred percent, you would be, you would not wear two different kinds of linens. You would stone homosexuals, you know, things like that. I don't believe in none of that, but I do believe it's something that was said for a reason, I guess. I, it's hard to explain for me because I, I was raised Lutheran, which I, I still am, but I just, um, a lot of it's just kind of, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's kind of a hard subject to get into. Yeah, and that might be safe for a podcast podcast down the road. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we kind of gone into robots, apocalypse, and then religion and know? cars. And cars, we covered cars, and um, but you know, religion is a um, it's kind of a tough subject. It's a tough subject. But... I mean, because when it comes to religion, there's so many different aspects. There's so many different ways you can believe within the Christian faith, within the um, within the Hindu, Muslim. Yeah. Um, there's so many different ways to practice and ways to believe, different things to believe. Yeah. So my line of thinking with religion, with the Christian faith, is going to be 100% different than you or your wife or even my wife thinks. Right. But it's just it's all up to personal interpretation, I think. Right, and as I said, and I'll always say, I'm a very proud Christian who tries to live by the Bible standards and what the Bible tells me, the Word of God. Um, and the thing, he's right on what he's saying. Um, we could both sit here and read the same Bible verse and have a hundred different interpretations of what mm -hmm. that means to us and how you place that into your life. And it's 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 a great thing, though, if you think of the concept of it. And it's just, a, I think, a great guideline to live your life. I mean, if you really look at the the roots of the Bible and what it tries the the essential main things is things that just make you a good person. And if you look at the Ten Commandments, it's just good guidelines to be yeah. a good person. It'll teach you not to be an asshole. They yeah, exactly. So if you kill somebody, you're probably an asshole. Right. You know, <laughs> yes. But no, it, it's just um like and my thing is I'm not gonna look down on somebody else for, you know, them having a different view on the way I look at things. Yeah. Like um like for example, if somebody is a Muslim and they practice Muslim faith, right? Mm -hmm. This is this is kind of a hard hitting topic here. If they if they practice the Muslim faith the right way, and are not extreme, because there is there is Christians extremists too. It's not only Muslims. There's Church. an extremist everything. Exactly. Um, as long as they're not extremists, you know they do the things that they that the, their uh, book says, and they follow it because they are they're comfortable with the way they live. That's fine with me, as long as you don't, you know, try to chop my head off for yeah making me for showing a depiction of the Hobbit like that teacher. So that's just my take on it. You know, I don't, I don't care what somebody else views. I don't even care if somebody's atheist. They can, yeah, that's their. And I agree. I, I think the way I try to live my life as a Christian is to not ever preach it to somebody and say, mm -hmm. "Hey, I'm right, you're wrong." My way of going about it is living. The way God wants me to, but in return, people seeing that I'm happy living for God and living His way, and so in the return, I, I like to think there's going to be a person, and it's happened before in my life. So people say, "Why are you happy? Why are you so happy? Why are you so, you know?" I see you as someone I can come to for guidance, and I just always tell them, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and that's given me the opportunity to be to try to be a great person, and so that I feel is just a great way to go about helping others to lead them to Christ if that's your goal, which I, I, I personally believe it should be. And so I, I think there's a lot of missed 
interpretations and a lot of Christians ruin, you know, ruin it for a lot of people because they draw them away because they're preaching and they're trying to tell you you're doing wrong. And when you go about it that way, you're going to push people away. Like my thing is too, is that a lot of, I don't personally attend church anymore um, because whenever you go to church, it just feels like, you know, they're kind of just doing it to show people, Hey, I, I go to church. I'm a, not all, not everybody, but a lot of people. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, Oh, you don't come here enough because you're, you don't come here enough. And that's, or you wore this to church or look what yeah. they did. And in my church, for example, people would come in and it would be the gossip basically yeah. before everything started. It's like, you know, I come from, my father was Catholic um, and he, I think you're Catholic too. Correct? Yeah, I was raised Catholic um, and, and a reborn Christian. It, um, it kind of makes me, my dad said, before, before the service starts, it's your time for reflection. You're not supposed to be around talking about Jim Tom's cornfield or, yeah. or how Betty's, or not Betty, I shouldn't say Betty. Um, Mary Lou's sister's pregnant with her husband's dad. Yeah. You know, whatever. You should be taking that time to focus on how can I be a better person? Mm-hmm. And how exactly. can I apply what the preacher or priest is telling me today? Mm-hmm. You know, he's. I think he's exactly right again because, not to get too personal, but I've been kicked out of a church. And thankfully, that's how I met my wife and we're now married. And that's told me a lot. And, um, you know, I could be bitter. I could be angry at churches and in a lot of ways, I want a lot of change in churches, and I think there's a lot of things that could be better for them, but I don't let it stray me away from following Christ, and I don't mm-hmm. let that get to me. And But I think a lot of churches are doing a lot of things wrong, and at the end of the day, I think they take the business of it above what their true objective should be, which is guiding people to Christ instead of looking at the, the money they're getting. Yeah, and I agree with that. <laughs> But moving on from religion, because yes. I know that's going to piss some people off. Yes. You know? But it's whatever. If you if you don't if you have an issue with us talking about a hard hitting subject like that and giving our personal opinion on it, that's all on you. Or a great thing you can do is you can start your own podcast up and talk about yeah, what you think and talk shit about us. You yeah, know, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I like it. I like it. I think it's funny. Um, but we're going to go a little bit into politics here because it's towards the end of the podcast. Who we would we about. be if we didn't bring up politics? Exactly. We only got about, I'd say. 12, 13 minutes left. Well, hit me with it. Let's go. Give or take. So, as far as this presidential election goes. And as we're recording this, a political a, a political um, debate is going on. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? As we we're missing it. We time, love you guys. What time does it start? It already started. What time does it end? 10.30, uh, probably. probably. 10.30. All right, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Well, we are going to finish up right about right on time. So Get into what you're going to say, though. Uh, but anyways, uh, as far as this election goes this year. Yes. Um, how do you think this compares to 2016? How do you think the incomes, or not the incomes, the outcome is going to come compared to 2016? Because personally, I think that it's going to be almost damn near the same. I would agree to the outcome being the same. I think the outcome reaction is going to be something we've never seen before in history. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I don't think it's going to go extreme as people are going to be. Like a civil war. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be more of excuses on the other end that loses i think they're going to do everything they can to overturn what was ruled they're going to look at the mail-in voting they're going to look at everything to prolong the process of putting the the elected president in office whether it be biden or trump of course i think this is different than the 2016 election given 
and again, not to get too political, but I'm going to go there. No, this is the whole, this is the last 10 minutes. So yeah, I'm going to make it good, and I'll give you your time too. I think that we don't know, in 16, I think we knew a lot of what Hillary stood for. We mm-hmm. knew her stances on things, we knew what she thought, and we, for the most part, knew what she was going to do if she became president, whether she did it or not. We had a outline of what she wanted to do, and right now, I think even the Democrats can admit to that Biden is hasn't been very clear on his policies. Um, of course, he said he, we're not going to find out his packing of the court and his opinion on that until he's elected. And I think that's shady and not what we should want in a future president. Um, and of course, on Trump's side, I think he should put aside some of the things he says on Twitter. That's besides the point. I look at more his policies rather than his personality. I look at more what he's going to do for the country rather than what he says on Twitter. Um, but I think compared to the 16 election, I think we don't know enough about Biden. And I think it comes to that place of Biden's been in politics for the majority of his life and has nothing really to show for it. And I think that's a huge indicator. You would think it would um, really not give him a good race, but I think he is a, a pretty decent puppet for the left. So See, I, I personally think it's going to be – I think for Biden dealers, why it is a race is because he does have everybody in the left. I mean, it's it's no doubt about it because there's no, there's no. I agree with his policies. Like as me personally, I'm I'm a right leaning libertarian. If I think a like let's say Joe Biden was like this that, and I was like, okay, I agree with that. I'll vote Democrat. Yeah. Or you know, if Donald Trump was like, hey, I like this that, I, I'm gonna vote. Donald Trump. I'm not, and I think with the this is gonna piss. Excuse me. This is gonna. This is fuck. This is a really like weird subject for me because when I talk about libertarianism, libertarianism, because mm-hmm. the Libertarian Party, even though I am a part of it and I am an active member of the Libertarian Party, it's never gonna work because we have left libertarians, you have right libertarians. Yeah. So it's just like basically Republicans and Democrats. But the only difference right. is that. A lot of us are kind of like, okay, I can agree with that side. I can kind of see where they're coming from over here. Yeah. Or I can kind of see where they're coming from over here. Just don't take my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And But it's never going to work because you can't get rid of – I mean, this is going to sound very unlibertarian to me, but you can't get rid of all taxes. Yeah. It will never work. No. And I don't know. I, but go, going back to this election, sorry, I'm, I got on a tangent about libertarianism. Yeah. Um, this election I think is going to turn out damn near the same. I think that Trump is going to lead an election day. He's going to, on November 11th, is that what it is? Yes. November 11th, he's going to be declared the technical winner yeah. that day. Yeah. He's going to turn around. Joe Biden's going to make up some ground, all the mail-ins, because for some reason, mail-in ballots are a thing now. Um, but I think ultimately, I think Trump's going to win. I think it's it's going to be by a reasonable margin because there is a lot of People like small towns and things like that that don't participate in these polls because they're not asked to. Yeah. These polls, a lot of them are major cities. Yes. And most major cities are naturally Democrat. Yeah. I think personally, I it hurts me to say this because I am a Republican um, uh, and I fully 100% support and really respect Trump as a person and as a politician and as our president. And I respect him to every extent of the word. And I hate to say this. I'm just going based off the knowledge that I've acquired from reading and watching things. I, I think Trump's going to lose. I think the biggest thing to acquire – he's Robert's giving me that face like, what is he talking about? My biggest thing to test to why he's going to lose is COVID. I think it has 
really turned people who may have been leaning towards Trump. I think COVID has changed that perspective of him. And, you know, I just, I hate to say it, but I think if Trump does lose, as I hope he doesn't, I think it'll owe a lot to the COVID reaction, which I, I, had, I think the reaction has been phenomenal, but some people disagree. Oh, I don't know if I can look at you this way. No, I'm just kidding. But, no, it's um, not. It's not an opinion. It's not what I want. I know. I'm just joking with you. You know. Um, I personally think that I, I completely differ. I think he's probably going to win at the end because there is. I hope you're right. Like like everybody says, there is a silent majority. Yes. And although Biden is leading by 10, 11 points, I think after the 16 poll. election, I don't even look at the polls. Yep, I don't nope. care. It doesn't matter. It didn't make. It was all. Fa- it was. It showed nothing of the result in 16, so why should we believe it now? Yeah, exactly. The polls don't make any sense. I think they should do away with the shit. Yeah. And honestly, it, it, and they should just stick with what the election says. So can I, can I end, this, end this with kind of a question? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play dev- devil's advocate. I can't speak tonight. Because I was reading – I was kind of studying Biden's policies on mm-hmm. his website, and he – has a very detailed outline on gun control and what he thinks should happen with guns, and he outlines specifically an AR-15. So let me play devil's advocate because I want to know your opinion. Why should you have an AR-15? Because my God-given right as a man to have an AR-15. If I hell, and this this is my libertarian coming up. If I want a fully automatic freaking weapon, I'm I I deserve to have a freaking fully automatic weapon if I please. It is. And doctrine to say that I can have own any kind of weapon, although it is indoctrine that I'm not able to own a fully automatic weapon unless it's prior to 1989. But um, personally, I think that AR-15s are perfectly acceptable, and I can have one if I want. I agree to that. No mag limits. Yeah, I agree to that. Um, and I was looking at the stats and. It came out that I forget the numbers. I had their written down, but I forgot to bring them. There was a higher, and he talks about background checks and more policies in place to prevent um, criminals or potential criminals of getting their hands on weapons. And a, a, a big portion of school shooters did not purchase their weapons that they used in the shooting. They got it from their parents or they got it from a family member that they had locked away. There's an example of a school shooter. I forget his name. He put soap on his dad's gun locks box to try to get his fingerprints to get in his box he couldn't get into it so he found a gun in his father's closet hidden away and that's the weapon he used so i mean i I just don't think there's a i I think no matter what a criminal will find a way to get a gun if he wants to kill people he's going to find a way and taking away an ar-15 from law-abiding citizens i don't think is the answer and to finish this off the last four minutes (laughs) i think personally look at look at chicago yeah. Look at all the a lot of these cities that have gun bans on them. Look at the murder rate in Chicago. Look at the violent crime rate. Look how many people get shot in Chicago. Yep. Chicago is just one example. I mean, Chicago it's 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 kind of a shithole. Let's be honest, because yep. it's 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 poorly ran, poorly funded, and nobody cares about it. And they still get guns. I if I if if they banned guns, specifically like let's say they banned AR-15s. If I wanted to go down to Mexico and get an AR-15 somehow or get it, get in ties with somebody in Mexico to bring an AR-15, unregistered, no no numbers, I can, you could do that yes. easily. I mean, easily. 
And it just, it, it doesn't make any sense because there's always a way to get a weapon. Yes, and I have a stat I pulled up to kind of conclude what you're saying. And between the dates in the United States of 1982 and February of 2020, there the number, number of weapons used in mass shootings from that timeline, handguns 143 times in a 95 number of incidents compared to, say, AR-15 rifles, there have been 55 used and 47 cases of incidents so that just goes to show the stats prove that mostly in these shootings it's a handgun or a pistol that's being used so what's your answer to regulate that i think you can't have I, I honestly think those stats are kind of bullshit in a sense because a lot of these a lot of these mass shootings that are reported uh, i say of quotations because two to three people is not a mass shooting if you shoot if you shoot three people that is you murdering three people. Yeah. I don't think that that should constitute as a mass shooting. I don't – I honestly do not. I think the number is over six, if I'm correct. Is it over six? I think it is. That could be a point. I could, could be wrong. Be. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the thing is, though, is that pistols are already mass distributed. Almost like – I would probably say like 75% of Americans have either own a pistol or I'd say 100% of Americans own a pistol or know somebody who owns a pistol. Yes. Or has access to a pistol. Because they're just, they're cheap, they're easy to get. And they're reliable. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have them for home defense, or just like like me, I carry one in my car. Yeah. Um, And it's just, they're very, they're so much more accessible than, let's say, an AR-15. Because, yeah. I mean, how many people do you know that own an AR-15? Probably, well, I know, we know a lot because we live in an I area. I personally where, know a lot, yes. We, know, we live in an area where a lot of people own yes. a lot of guns. Yes. But um, for somebody that lives in like a bigger city it's probably not that many people that they know that have an ar-15 because it's not they're more expensive they are reliable but they're expensive not well i guess you can find pretty mm, no in my research of trying to find one because i'm interested in buying one um the uh, the cheapest i could find is in the high 500 range yeah which i mean you could the thing is that you could go out to the store and you could buy a high point for yeah a hundred and Five bucks. Yeah, you can buy a heritage pistol for eighty-five bucks. Yeah, I got a Rough Rider for one hundred and ten dollars. Really, revolver twenty-two. Give you eighty bucks for it. No, done. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's uh, it, they're so much more accessible. Um, because I I've been looking in previously to getting an AK forty-seven. Because, oh my gosh. Because they're so fucking cool. Yeah, and <laughs> it's so hard to find one for under two grand. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's so. To finish up, I said the last question to finish up, but I, to kind of get to, to sum up the gun thing, because I kind of have probably, I assume, a different opinion on this than you. Mm-hmm. It's not a completely formed opinion quite yet because I haven't looked into it quite as much. What do you think of bump stocks? Bump stocks? Bump stocks. As used in the uh, Use them. Vegas If you want them, shooting. take it. Okay. Because bump stocks, for one, they're fun. <laughs> um, sure. But I could easily find different ways to shoot my weapon fully automatic if I wanted to um, as far as like other modifications I'm not going to get into because ATS probably already listening yeah um, there's other modifications that you could do to your weapon to make it fully automatic and if you really want to do those and they're easy modifications that anybody without a gunsmithing certificate or training in that kind of department uh, can get they're just they're simple and I don't think that a bump stock is really going to inherently banning a bump stock is not going to inherently stop people from having fully automatic weapons in a sense and the thing is 
I'm more worried about the guy with a semi-automatic weapon than a fully automatic weapon. And you want to know why? Why? Have you ever tried shooting a fully automatic weapon? No, I'm not. Good luck in hitting the target. You sure. might hit one person. But if I, you're I in guess... a window like the Vegas shooter was, and all your, but your whole... But he had a bipod. Okay. If you have a bipod, yeah, you're, you're going to be able to hit something. Yeah. Because that's like, that's like having a literal machine gun. Because you're, you're stabilized, you're able to, you know, it's not gonna, you're not going to be riding out. And in this case, the majority of shooters are younger adults or teenagers who don't have the funds to do what he to have the equipment he had. I I may be incorrect, but he's a very wealthy man who had the, was he was <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, because I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, yeah, no. he deserves. I just I wish he. No, I'm not gonna say. You wish he had a more painful death. I wish I wish he wouldn't have killed himself, and I wish the cops would have got the chance to shoot him. I agree with that completely. Um, uh, but like those shooters, they're all cowards. They yeah. don't want to face people who actually have a gun. They want to face defenseless. Somebody knows what they're doing. Yeah, they want to face defenseless, innocent people, and they deserve to rot away because of that. But I think that – what was I getting to? That he had the ability to get those guns with his income, but that's neither here or there. And bump stocks aren't very the most they're reliable ex- thing either. Right, but my only sense in the bump stocks are – and I'm a very, very – for the Second Amendment every way of the amendment – and I support it fully to the extent of it. I think it's worth trying. If that's going to satisfy some people and make them ease their mind, we could try to ban it. But I think you're still going to see mass shootings go on. You're going to see them be illegally bought. I mean, so many people have the bump stocks now that there's probably private se- se- oh, sales yeah. that would go on. It's people just, make them. Yeah, exactly. You can't stop it. You just can't. And it's a sad thing to say, and it's not an excuse for finding a solution. I think they're... Possibly could be some solutions out there. We're just not looking hard enough, and I think both parties won't work together to find a solution. And that's the biggest problem that we're facing it's, right now it's, in the United it's States. It's politicized again, and it's sad because people are dying, and it shouldn't be that way. But the thing is, their lives are put to a – used as a political standpoint on a lot of things, and that's just like you – know, I'm not going to get into that again. But <laughs> um, but just like a lot of the people, I mean, if I, if I died – I don't want my name and my death to be used as a as a as a pawn for the left or the right. Anybody, yeah. As a matter of fact, to say we need to get rid of this, yeah. we need to get rid of this because of this, yeah. because of this person, this happened, and that it, it just it's wronged me to um, use somebody's death as a political token. Yes, exactly. That's a better way to put it. I think my personal belief, and I'm I'm trying to wrap this up. I just can kind of get this is a a passionate topic because I, I hate innocent lives, especially children being killed. Mm-hmm. It's terrible and it needs to be fixed. I think my personal solution or something that would play into preventing these shootings happening is to stop the media coverage from it. I don't know. I can't sadly remember much of the names of the innocent people who died. I remember the person who did the killings because he is the, the person who did the killings are so politicized. The they're so they're the main, their pictures plastered everywhere. We all know their name. If you don't say their name, they're not, you, you have way more copycats because people see, oh, he's famous because of that. And then you encor- encourage those who are wanting to cause harm. They're going to see an outlet that they can become famous mm-hmm. because in their circle of life, they're not noticed. They're looked down upon. They don't have many friends. And so when they see millions of people uh, talking about, talking about them and giving them that attention, I think you need to, need to change that narrative and not mention their name. Call them by their their number that they're given when they're given put in the prison or whatever, or just find another their name. Their toe tag number. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, they 
they don't deserve to have their name plastered out there. So I think that causes a lot of copycats. And if you cut that out, I think you might see some better results. And with that, I think that's a pretty good spot to wrap up so that way we don't go on to two hours. Yes. Um, and for that, that's it for episode two. Hey, thanks, guys. Go check out our outlet, outlets on Instagram, um, TikTok. We're going to start up a Snapchat. Check out us, us out on um, Spotify, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. Anywhere you can listen, go listen to us, support us. We love it and we appreciate it. And, and if you don't like our podcast, at least follow our TikTok because it's going to be kind of funny. Yeah, and you can go meet our Millie. She really wants some new fans. Yeah, go like and, her. and YouTube. And YouTube. And YouTube. The YouTube isn't only going to be podcasts, so. Yes, exactly. We're going to we're gonna do blogs. We're going to do a bunch of things. Yeah. We're going to do some fun videos. We're going to vlog and we're going to. <laughs> we might be the next Jeffree Star. We're going to be influencers. We're going to be influencers. So we can quit our jobs. Oh, fuck, please. Yes. <laughs> but, but anyways, yes. thank you guys for watching. And uh, make we'll sure to tune time. in for episode three. Thanks, guys.